1: pa pa pa
0: This week, we're journeying to Dragon Quest 8, and I'm joined by the new Entertainment System podcast, one of the hosts, the fine and wonderful gentleman, Cam Koenig. Welcome, Cam. Thank you so much for stopping by and talking Dragon Quest with me.
1: Hey, man, thank you so much for having me. I uh, really love talking about this game, and I'm more than happy to come on here, so thanks for the invite.
0: Oh, of course, of course. I love the the hilarity that ensues over on your guys's podcast for you. <laughs> Thank you. So I was like, oh, I got I to gotta get these guys over here. <laughs> I, I want to hear you talk about real games.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yes, we have Cam from the Nest pod. Uh, briefly for people who might not be familiar with it, Cam, give us a brief rundown of your guys's podcast.
1: Yeah, so the New Entertainment System podcast is a show hosted by me and my friend Nathan Brandt. Uh, We he basically went through and built a robot that is 100 percent not a spreadsheet where we have like three different like kind of columns. I'm just going to it's a spreadsheet. Um, So uh, it, it essentially just mashes them all together and it spits out like, okay maybe it's like a Sonic game that is made by like the Yakuza series, but it also requires like the Wii balance board or something like that. It's just like random things like that. And then we just spend the rest of the show pitching them to each other. Like we're kind of developing that as an actual game. Uh, And it's a lot of fun. It's really, really silly. Uh, mm-hmm. And the weird thing about it is we have learned that uh, not only are regular games kind of weirder than whatever we can come up with, but it's weird how often we want to play some of the things that we talk about.
0: <laughs> Do you have a particular favorite game that you yourself have pitched?
1: Oh, man. Uh, oh, boy. I know. I'm putting
0: <laughs> you on the spot. I was like, we're going to talk about Dragon Quest, but what about <laughs> you, what game you pitched? In your so,
1: one of my favorite ones, uh, we had uh, Blessing Adioye Jr. on, and <laughs> we basically pitched a Looney Tunes Yakuza courtroom drama game. But no. then we like kind of worked it into being a crossover with Persona. And so it was like you were Porky Pig and you were this kind of like non-con... You weren't really super confident in yourself as like a prosecutor. But your goal was like trying to help the Phantom Thieves take down this big person in the middle of like this giant trial. And like you were working with them to like get them out of trouble. And I hate that I really want to play it.
0: I'd buy it. I get yeah, the collector's right. <laughs> edition with the uh, Phantom Thieves and Porky Pig standing in a courtroom. I'd, I'd Yeah, buy it. it'd be great. <laughs> I'd buy it. But yes, as I mentioned, we are here to talk about Dragon Quest. As much as Porky Pig Persona Prosecutor at Law sounds,
1: <laughs> we're here to talk
0: about Dragon Quest and to get everyone's head in the correct mind space and take you back in the far back machine to when this game came out. Originally, this game released in Japan on November 27th of 2004. It then made its way over to the West almost a year, or at least over to the U.S. almost a year later at November 15th, 2005, and then it would still be about six months until Australia and the rest of Europe got it in the middle of April of 2006. Now, that was the original PS2 release. mm mm-hmm and then eventually it because phones became powerful apparently they could run ps2 games it it then came to mobile devices in december 12th 2013 in japan and then worldwide release of may 28th 2014 i can talk and <laughs> and then we got it on a nintendo platform with the nintendo 3ds with a whole host of editions that originally released in japan on august 27th 2015 then north america and europe on january 20th 2017 because there was a big whole thing where nintendo was like eh, we don't want to release this uh, uh the 3ds but we'll do it yeah. anyway
1: yeah i Sorry. i remember being yeah. really amped yeah. to play that on my 3ds oh, I know. again after like i played it mm-hmm. on the ps2 originally and I played it for like maybe 12 hours and then my 3DS just disappeared off the face of the earth Ooh. and I don't know where it went, but man, was I enjoyed the like the 12 it? hours. Uh, it was a digital copy, so I Ooh. might still be able to get it back. Nintendo's weird with licenses for stuff like that, but I, yeah. I I just kind of took one for the team and just like, okay, well, I guess I just don't have a 3DS anymore. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's rough. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs>
0: But yeah, and then the January 20th, 2017 for North America and Europe and the 21st of 2017 for Australia. And there were some other pretty big games that came out. We're going to be at least going back and looking at the notable releases of 2005 because that's the I played this originally on PS2 and it sounds like Cam did as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So way back in 2005, we were also playing Devil May Cry 3 um, after the kind of the train wrecker Cluster fire that was Devil May Cry 2. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got Kingdom Hearts 2, which Ooh. was...
1: Oh, that long back. ago, huh? <laughs> I know, right?
0: 15 years. Ooh. And uh, for people that might not know or are grown up, back then, there was only like a two-year gap between Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2.
1: I know yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it wasn't this like 12-year gap between the like, main like... numbered ones or right. whatever. I know they're like not... It's a... Kingdom Hearts is weird. Anyway, moving we on. We <laughs> were...
0: This was before the weird naming system. Yeah, uh, I mean they like was kind of
1: had Chain of Memories before Two, but yeah, it's a it it got really weird after Two.
0: It it spiraled out of control pretty totally, pretty, big, pretty bad. <laughs> we were playing an Animal Crossing back then with Animal yeah. Crossing Wild World. Oh, this was a good one.
1: Great game.
0: Yes, this was the 3DS one, right?
1: That's the DS one. So this the is DS. the only. So I am a big right, animal. I am a yet. big Animal Crossing fan, but this is actually the only one I've ever played, and I played it for like hundreds of hours. But yeah, it's it was for the DS. I love this game to death.
0: Uh, I've heard good things about this one. Yeah. I think the portability factor really totally. Uh, yeah, that was exploded huge. this series. God of War came out. The mm-hmm. fir- our first uh, adventure with Kratos. Shadow the Hedgehog proved that you could give a hedgehog, an edgy hedgehog,
1: some guns, and it would sell meh. (laughs) So, awful confession time. I 100%ed Shadow the Hedgehog, and I feel bad about that. Like, I just want to get that out there and just kind of air my grievances here. I mentioned it on my show previously, but I feel like if I just tell enough people that I'm, like, atoning for my sins of playing so much Shadow the Hedgehog... (laughs) You're
0: in a safe space, child.
1: You Thank can, you. You can confess you. here.
0: What what does 100% of Shadow the... Like, 100% really of Shadow the like, Hedgehog even mean?
1: So the way that that game I've works, never played it. So the way that that game works is it's like a branching path narrative, which is wild for a Shadow game or a Sonic game. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, none of them are good. Let's be honest here. Uh, but if you do one thing in a certain level or end it in a certain way, then it like goes off to the left or the right. And you have to do that and like complete, basically every single level. Uh, Hmm, And I did that because I hate myself. I don't even like Sonic games. I don't know why I did it. I just did.
0: Now, did you buy this game for yourself? No, I
1: I rented it. it. I did this in a week.
0: Oh, wow. Well I at was... least you didn't like keep re renting it.
1: Though. Yeah, I was bored. Oh god. <laughs> the Dark Times. <laughs> yeah. We
0: got Advance Wars Dual Strike, which was a really good game on the Nintendo mm-hmm. DS. Uh I missed that series. That was a good Advanced series. Advance Wars is great uh psychonauts was released that also was a really good game and eventually we're ruled. supposed to get a new game
1: supposedly. yeah i'm like tentatively excited about that i it, it's more of like once that comes out i'll be like oh yeah i do love mm-hmm. that game
0: yeah uh need for speed most wanted came out uh nice. this was a this was a pretty good one um my friend was hugely addicted to it but mm-hmm. um yeah those and, need for
1: speed games for a while were great yeah
0: and undisputed game of the decade 50 cents bulletproof came out
1: i mean it's it's no blood on the sand but it's 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 it is certainly something (laughs) it is
0: it is a thing that was made (laughs) (laughs) oh but yes anyway we're talking about dragon quest this old little uh package in game that came uh bundled in with the final fantasy 12 demo um no, it th- this is a fantastic game. like this was the mm-hmm. first Dragon Quest game. This was the first time tr- the f- actual Dragon Quest name was released in the West. Mm-hmm. Um, so give a uh, when was your first experience with Dragon Quest?
1: like did you pick it up right
0: at launch? Did you kind of
1: wait like what was? when when did you play dragon quest a? so it's kind of a blurry area for me and like looking at this like list of notable releases is just kind of making me realize like when did i play this game exactly because i usually have a really good like mental like i usually keep very good track of like when i played what games because i tend to think of my life of in terms mm. of like when i played a game yeah um, 50 cents will do that to you it, yeah, it right. <laughs> puts you into a head. It's just like a wild card, man. You know, what? <laughs> so Gotta throw those curveballs. That's right. Uh, so I it, I, it, definitely was during the. Uh, I don't remember if this was. When did Final Fantasy X come out? Was that before or after this? I want to say before.
0: It was before because Dragon Quest VIII came bundled with Final Fantasy XII.
1: Right, you're right. That's totally with the right. demo. You're totally right. Um, yeah. So I think I played. 10 before this and that was really kind of my first time like getting into a big like flagship jrpc jrpg series that wasn't pokemon uh i don't Mm. really like pokemon is a jrpg but it's also like kind of not if that makes sense yeah um but yeah so i played like final fantasy 10 i had played kingdom hearts i'm pretty sure i played kingdom hearts 2 like right as soon as that came out because i was amped for that uh and then I think I picked up Dragon Quest Eight. I want to say after I played Kingdom Hearts Two. Um, I didn't pick it up, like, right at launch. I remember... Uh, mm. I remember, like, the day I got it. I just don't know when it was. I remember, like, we went to a game store and my mom was just like, pick out a game. And I, I had, like, we had G4 at the time on our, okay. like, cable packaging. And I, like, saw a bunch of trailers for this. I, like, kept up with a lot of preview stuff because, you know, that's something I was just very into as a child. And oh, yeah. I... Like I, I remember being like, oh, this game looks rad and I think I want to give it a shot. Like the style looked cool. I hadn't I didn't know that like Akira Toriyama was doing anything that wasn't Dragon Ball. So I was just like, <laughs> Oh, this looks like Dragon Ball Z, this is so cool. And I'm like not the biggest Dragon Ball fan, but I was just mm-hmm. like, this is neat and novel and it looks cool. It looked great. It still kind of does, even though it's a little blurry. Oh, yeah. Um But yeah, I was like drawn in by how it looked and then gave it a shot because it was just kind of like this big talked about game that was getting like rave reviews at the time from people that uh, played a lot of games that I knew that I would like. Uh, So like a lot of that was, this was, I, I feel like playing Final Fantasy X for me and playing like Kingdom Hearts were kind of like peeking through the doorway to see if I like or like dipping my toe in to see if like maybe I might like JRPGs and like me playing Dragon Quest 8 was me just like just straight up jumping into the pool and realizing I loved it here. Mm-hmm. Um I remember like the day I got it like my mom just took me to a store to pick out a game. I picked that. Uh got it. I maybe played the Final Fantasy 12 demo like once or twice and then was just like this is not <laughs> as good as Dragon Quest 8 and then yeah. just played that game for like 250 hours. <laughs> oh wow Uh, yeah uh and i unfortunately i hadn't got the chance to like replay it since then i think my Mm -hmm. copy broke or something uh and then obviously i lost my 3ds as i mentioned earlier but yeah uh it it definitely is i would say uh probably the first time in my life where it's like oh i really like this style of game and i i think that dragon quest eight and really as i'm learning because i'm playing through 11 on the switch right now for the first time and as i'm learning like this series like it is it obviously is like kind of the bread and butter of a jrpg and i really just kind of like that it is just very much like no frills like it is just Mm -hmm. it's very good at what it does and that's always really appealed to me
0: yeah that's one thing especially after square and enix merged years mm-hmm. ago i don't even remember what year it was final fantasy has always been their series that they mess around with each installment kind of has a completely different battle system and kind of uh, format yeah. to it where dragon quest if you like one dragon quest you will most likely like every dragon quest like totally very totally uh, it's done the combat's always in a very similar format it's mm-hmm. always very refined feels really good um but yeah, it, you know what you're getting mm-hmm. with Dragon Quest where other franchises of Squares you can be like, eh, "I don't maybe this could right, be yeah. good."
1: Mm-hmm. And, but, and and I think that's like kind mm-hmm. of a testament to like how good the series as a whole is and I mm-hmm. and obviously 8 I've I've the only ones I have ever played. I played 8, I played Dragon Quest Monsters Joker on the DS, and mm-hmm. then I'm playing 11 now and that's like all I've played of this series, but uh, Yeah it, it's just kind of a testament To how well those games are made They have just this really wonderful Charm to them Their visual mm-hmm. style especially 8-on Are absolutely incredible oh, yeah. Uh, The monster designs are some of My favorite monsters I have seen In video games period Like I, I just think they're oh, yeah. so iconic And every single enemy looks So cool and they're named So like cheesy And it's so the fun puns. Yeah, so many are so good. It, uh,
0: I, I completely agree with you. Uh, for my, when I, I will always remember, um, getting into Dragon Quest VIII because kind of like you, we, I was my my friend Dave and I, one of my best friends, we would read a bunch of the like EGM and PlayStation magazine. Yeah, yeah. We would watch G four. We would see all these ads and the the readouts because this had come out so uh, a good bit previously a whole year really in Japan. So we got to see a lot of stuff
1: mm-hmm. and
0: we were huge Dragon Ball Z people. Like we would draw yeah. Dragon Ball Z in class. So that the whole Akira Toriyama art style was a huge draw for us. So let's see 2005. So we were juniors in high. No, we were seniors at this point. We were seniors in high school at this point. Mm-hmm. And for that Christmas, um, My friend Dave and I, we both really wanted this game. And our parents, because it was so, it released mid-November, it was so close to Christmas, it was, our parents were both, no, you can't buy yourself anything, it's too close to Christmas. Oh, yeah, totally. Et yeah. So, my friend Dave and I had the brilliant idea, we were going to buy each other Dragon Quest Eight, <laughs> And then exchange it, like, give love each that. other. I love that. It was brilliant brilliant we didn't even bother wrapping each other's presents because we, we had planned this out you know we had planned this oh, out yeah like a, a month and a half probably in advance you
1: should have just put like a single bow on there
0: oh yeah so i remember my f- dave came over we were gonna hang out and do the exchange gifts and he just walked in the door and i had his gift in my hand we just swapped games and my mom was like really hey like, i mean yeah we played the system.
1: You didn't break the rules. Like, it's technically it's okay. It's,
0: technically, it's a present my friend got me. So we just happen, you know, air quotes,
1: get right. each other the exact same thing. Oh, wow. So lucky. How did you know? I know.
0: Oh, my God. You got me just what I wanted. And his mom, I guess, when he got home, uh, did the same thing. It's like, seriously? It's like, yeah, we play within your rules. You didn't specify. We couldn't gift each other the same hey, thing. Hell yeah. But after that man we played uh, oh, it's just such a good game and this game in japan it didn't have the voice acting so hmm. over in the states that was like one of the big things with that extra year of development time we got actual really i didn't know yeah. that um in japan i want to say they got the orchestral soundtrack but no uh oh,
1: okay. voice acting yeah.
0: And then when it came here, we got voice acting. And I think the PS2 game, I can't remember. But I think we had the MIDI, a MIDI soundtrack, but we had a I full voice I know at cast. least
1: the 3DS one had the MIDI.
0: Yes. Maybe that was it. I don't know. But yeah, regardless, we got a voice cast. <laughs>
1: and this was the first
0: time we had heard, like, we heard the British or, like, the English yeah, uh, take on it. like. Gov and
1: the yeah like that really the caught me was off always, guard. Yeah, um, I because I I was expecting it to be like mm-hmm. oh, okay this like I, I was expecting it to like honestly like I, like you said earlier like I was very into it and drawn to this because of the Akira Toriyama stuff and I, <laughs> I I thought that like it was gonna sound a little bit more Japanese and then they were coming in with like a core blimey and a governor I'm like what <laughs> is happening here like I I played this game yeah. in like middle school and i'm like Mm -hmm. huh okay like this is it just kind of blew my mind a little bit and especially after having come off playing like kingdom hearts and final fantasy like this was just Mm -hmm. wild and i've
0: never really understood why they opted to go for that kind of speaking in these games i mean i I don't mind it at this point it's just kind of what it is yeah, it's just uh, like
1: okay, it's Dragon Quest. Like at at the time, I'm like, huh, okay. But now I'm like, okay, on? yeah, they just do this, sure.
0: <laughs> did did I actually get, accidentally get the like European? Yeah, is this is this, this a this
1: PAL game? copy? Like,
0: uh... <laughs> core blimey, what? <laughs> Say what? Oh, God, I think back then this is whack. I think this is what I think this is what we were. Yeah, in. yeah. That and about right. that, sure. I think oh, that was about oh, what we were, what yeah, we were that, talking yeah, about. Sure. <laughs> so you mentioned that you had played this game for like 200 plus hours or something. Did you do the whole Dracovian quest and take out yeah, all that stuff?
1: I, I tried to. Uh, I remember the last time, the last thing I remember playing on that game, I think before my copy broke, was trying to do those.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and I got. I want to say, like, three-fourths of the way through, but I just kept hitting a brick wall. Um, I also, like, I feel more confident that now I would be able to beat them, but keep in mind, this was my second JRPG, so... Oh,
0: yeah. That was a bit of a tall
1: order. Yes. uh, I, I struggled with, like, Final Fantasy X. I struggled with... Kingdom Hearts is not a traditional JRPG, but... Uh, that was fine, but like once you get into like party stuff, stacking buffs, all of that other kind of stuff, like mm-hmm. I just could not wrap my head around that until honestly, like I played the Persona games in like 2013.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, even nowadays, like that's a that's a super boss, like that whole uh, totally yeah thing. They're like, not easy. That's, no, because you, for those of you that don't know, it's like after you beat the game, you can go back and you unlock like this special dungeon. Where you can fight, I think it's seven dragons leading up to like like one super dragon. Mm -hmm. And for the final one, he has multiple forms. But you have to, after beating all these dragons individually, you have to fight the last like dragon lord or whatever. With all the previous dragons, one after the next. Yeah. (laughs) And like this gauntlet of death. Yeah, it's an absolute nightmare. (laughs) They really make you work for it. Oh, yeah. It's a good like super boss. Like it's a legit. Totally. You have to pull out all the stops, blow your items on it. Just
1: prep for it. it. Yeah, it is. It is them essentially calling your bluff that you know how to play this game.
0: Oh, you thought you were good because you beat the game. Oh, that's oh, so cute. Yeah, you
1: beat. You beat oh. the bad guy. That's cool. Oh, Here's this good. ancient race of dragons. Goodbye. Good. Good job, Tommy. Well, how about <laughs> this, bitch? Right.
0: Uh, and then it kicks you in the nuts oh yeah, it sure does oh god yeah so good though so who was your favorite character
1: hmm i hmm. that's really tough um i think in terms of the party character i actually really enjoyed Yangus a lot yeah uh Yangus rules Dude yep. just like doesn't give a shit takes like nothing from anybody and he's it, just super cool also mm-hmm. uh like, a little bit of, like, a weird sentimental moment, I, uh, so I was struggling with, uh, sort of spoilers, I don't know if we care about spoilers on the show, okay, um, so the fight with the bird Imperia, I think that's her name, um, yeah, that fight kicked my ass for, like, a solid, like, real-life calendar week and a half. Um, <laughs> I I was just, like, throwing myself at it. Like, I didn't understand, oh, maybe I should just go grind and, like, not be an idiot because I didn't have that knowledge yet. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was like, okay, well, this fight just, like, went down in the dumps. I was, like, doing the best I could. So I'm like, well, I might as well just go out swinging. And then I just pressed X to attack with Yangus, and it just killed her with, like, a hit that did 30 <laughs> damage. And I'm like, you are joking right now. I was freaking out because I was like, oh, this is done. Like, we're screwed. I might as well just hit her. And I killed her and moved on. And it was the wildest thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> oh, crap. So, Yangus uh, is my boy. Yangus uh, We've been through some shit together. <laughs> yeah. he—he.
0: He, I think he had the most personality. Like, he was... I agree, when, yeah. I think when people think Dragon Quest Eight, they think Yangus.
1: Yeah, like like Angelo I didn't like it all really. Uh, and like Jessica just kind of felt like a caricature of a character like it was like we just mm-hmm. need we just need an attractive woman in this game who's angry yeah. and I'm like okay, like you guys could do better than that. And like looking back, I'm like this isn't great. It, it just isn't wonderful. But Yangus, that's my dude. Like yeah. I would we are ride or die homies. Oh like. yeah.
0: <laughs> And I think that Yangus' kind of loyal buddy, who's going on this adventure with you, is yeah. mirrored really well with Eric and yeah, Larry in Eleven.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, and no spoilers on a lot of yeah. that stuff, but because I'm still in the middle of that. Yeah. But there's been some oh no, stuff just that's been that, happening that I'm like, oh man, this is yeah. wild. So oh yeah, I'm not going into we're cool, great, just, appreciate that. Just the that you yeah you two yeah that dynamic like, like i i was yeah. like okay i literally was like okay this is the yangus of this game got it cool
0: <laughs> i just wish eric would talk like yangus occasionally and just throw out a <laughs> poor blimey yeah just just for old
1: time's sake i always I mean, thought yangus can... had like the coolest hat also yeah like i don't know why i'm just like this hat kind of rules and it's bad yeah. but i love it i love
0: how there was a there was so much more to Yangus than you initially think. You yeah. think he's just kind of this
1: oaf Yeah, like he looks like a fucking oaf. blockhead.
0: Yeah. Um But it especially when you get into like speaking and when you meet up with Red and you have to um help her out in mm-hmm. order to find the princess who's been sold between things with Yeah. All the thieves and and whatnot, you really learned like why they're so close and yeah totally. it goes back to this uh, yeah it's so good mm-hmm. so good um and then trode he, he was <laughs> Tro- funny Tro- Tro- I, trode
1: was great yeah he was really good i i liked him i thought i was gonna get really tired of him like after you first leave the first town i'm like oh i'm mm-hmm. gonna hate this but i loved him he was great yeah
0: I, he he was a really good comic relief and i i Going back to Yankus again, I love the interaction between Trode and Yankus.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: So good. (laughs) Just bickering.
1: Yeah, they just, like, kind of hated each other, but they're like, okay, but, like, we're kind of friends, so we have to work together. Yeah. (laughs) It was really good.
0: Oh, so good. Oh, so good. So, with... Did you have a... When you were building up your party, I don't Uh know if you remember this, did you kind of just throw because this was early on in your experience with rpgs did yeah, you kind yeah, of yeah. just throw skill points at the wall because you thought they were
1: cool did you kind of specialize your characters so i i kind of specialized my characters um mm-hmm. i realized pretty early on after i because it, it took me a while to get through that game um obviously because yeah. i played 250 <laughs> hours of it uh, it's, it's a big one it is a big game, like just otherwise, but I think now I probably would have gotten everything done in that, and I would say half the time, but that, I, that's totally just an inexperienced thing. Um, but yeah, I, I tried to specialize a little bit. I, I had everyone set to like manual control, which was very important. Oh, yeah. Uh, and. I I remember whenever I got Angelo, I didn't know what to do with him. So I just made him the healer full time and that's all he did. So I could just focus on hitting the enemies and that got me through the end of the game. But it wasn't like, looking back, I'm like, that shouldn't have really worked very well. It was just a bad strategy. But I did have, uh, like, I think Jessica was like my mage and I had her use a whip because I wanted to hit groups. Yeah. Um the hero I just had on swords because that was the highest damage output, and Yengis. Giga Slash, baby. Yeah, Giga Slash. And then Yengis I had on I wanna say clubs. Okay. I yeah, it's it's obviously been a while, but that sounds about right. So like not like a great party build out, mm-hmm. but it worked, you know?
0: Yeah. That is one of the aspects I I feel is lacking in this game. And it was fixed a bit with the 3DS version and you getting the two additional characters of Mori and Rod that you can in Mm -hmm. your party. It's, you were very limited in your party in this. And even though they were more fleshed out, I'm always been a fan where I have, I can really kind of tailor my party how I want, where in this, especially with not being able to reallocate your skill points, if you mess up early on, you can really royally fuck yourself over. Oh, like, totally. Yeah. Especially if you want to try the, uh, the Draconian quest. Yeah. And honestly, that's probably well.
1: what happened to me. Like I probably was just like, yeah, we'll just kind of spread this stuff out willy nilly. Oh, suddenly I can't learn half the skills I want. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, but, I, and like we said,
0: in the 3DS version, you get two additional characters. You can kind of do more stuff. They really, uh, improved the alchemy pot, which yeah. was another sore subject in yeah. the original <laughs> game where it just takes forever.
1: Oh, it and, sure did. Yeah. And that's oh. the
0: only way to make a lot of like the best gear, which if you want to do the draconian quest, you have to have the best oh, gear.
1: hundred percent. Yeah. So if, it, if you oh. didn't, I, I like printed off, uh, guides on game mm-hmm. FAQs. I was like oh, going yeah. in on that. Yeah, it does. Uh,
0: really deep system i think they did it really well the only real issue was it took forever to it reminded me of it reminds me of hatching eggs in pokemon (laughs)
1: yes
0: (laughs) it's you just ride around in a bike until it hatches
1: just run around in a circle for like 20 minutes and then you're like oh i guess Uh, i have a cool cool. you get a moth knife a poison moth knife now yay great
0: (laughs) i only have to alchemy like five more items to get the item I want I guess right I guess I'll just be that's when you use the age-old method of rubber
1: banding your joystick sideways (laughs) that was the first time I had ever heard anybody had ever done that I'm like oh my god that's brilliant people are like really smart about this (laughs) and then I'm like oh no that's like really simple and stupid I'm just an idiot I guess (laughs) just playing the system man that's right (laughs) Just playing the system. I think my favorite thing, because like the thing that I've, I really like about Dragon Quest 8 in particular, but something mm. that I've learned to love about the entire series is just how much stuff there is and not just like go into town, like not just like mainline plot stuff or like yeah. doing combat or like how big the world is, but like how many things there are to do. Uh, like with the alchemy pod, I thought that was a really cool thing. Uh, Mm -hmm. like the casino being eight, being incredibly well fleshed out. And like, honestly, I'm playing through 11 right now. And I got to the casino. I went back to the (laughs) casino and, uh, three hours of my life just disappeared. Um, but yeah, like the thing that grabbed me the most, that really was the reason that I would say, like, this is totally one of my favorite all time games is the monster arena.
0: Mm. -hmm. Uh,
1: I loved the shit out of that. Um, I got obsessed with it in a way that I didn't really expect I was going to. um, To the point where I, like, printed off, like, game FAQs guides and, like, had those on hand all times. Or, like, I would in class at school, instead of, like, (laughs) actually paying attention to whatever they were trying to teach me, you know, in seventh grade, I uh, would just, like, Make fake bestiaries For like monsters mm-hmm. that I was trying to Capture and stuff like that and I would like Draw them out on sheets of paper and Staple them together and my teachers were probably like Why are you failing math and I'm like look This is a slime it's really cool Uh <laughs> I'm never uh,
0: gonna Use this math in real life but I might need to know how to capture this one monster and beat the monster arena. Right.
1: Right. It's like, Hey, uh, you know how, uh, I don't know. I don't know what the quadratic equation is, but I know if you have metal slash, that's really good on King metal slime. So there you go. Who's the real winner here.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Real world knowledge folks.
1: That's right. But I was just, like, so surprised with the amount of depth that it, especially just the Monster Arena stuff added, because, like, you're, Mm -hmm. like, it it gives you a reason to go back to places in the world that you've been to and, like, try and capture these monsters. And it felt like I was going on these, like, kind of hunting expeditions, and it was this really cool, like, almost Monster Hunter style thing. Uh, And then the fact that once you get further enough in that quest, it's just like, cool, that's your backup party now. And then like they can like tank hits from like big end game bosses for you. Uh, and I thought that was really, really cool and just added an extra layer. And unfortunately I didn't get to the point in the three D S one where you can get that guy who runs it that totally is just mm-hmm. Mr. Satan from Dragon oh, yeah. Ball. Um but you you can like add him to your party and I think that's awesome. But that mm-hmm. was easily my favorite thing about about it um and how like if you had a certain party makeup of like these three monsters then they could like combine into one mega monster or something mm-hmm. And like oh god it was so cool and i i really want to go back and play that it really bummed me out that they didn't have that in 11 honestly like yeah. that's so far my only complaint about that game
0: it's uh and you're talking you mentioning kind of the depth in this game whether it's the monsters or the monster arena or the casino stuff like that Mm -hmm. the ps2 was home to so many good games because it was still like financially viable to put all this depth and kind of additional stuff in the game where absolutely when we when games move to the hd realm with the ps3 that jump and with the ps not it's less so now i think with the ps4 and xbox one with more of the stronger indie scene but for so long the shift was less from i feel anyway there was a big shift away from kind of the scope of rpgs and what you could do to how realistic or lifelike you could make them like how pretty
1: and so much was
0: lost i feel
1: yeah yeah i i I completely agree like my my favorite rpgs that i have played are definitely like from the ps2 and the ps4 era kind of for good reason Mm -hmm. you know uh it it, it's just like there's much more of a focus on and i don't even care if it's like brightly colored if it's like dark and depressing and dystopic sure but like i don't that's not the only thing that i come to it for
0: exactly exactly and i with the ds doing so well and like the psp even had so many rpgs where it was less about how graphically wow you could make them and more just the content Mm -hmm. you're pushing into these games totally i'm so glad we're kind of going back to that area with all the fantastic indie developers and the insane popularity of switch like i would kill to have dragon quest 8 on the switch Oh, like, me too I, I would report like a the three ds version it, oh man it would be fantastic same with Dragon Quest 7 when it came out uh the three ds version mm-hmm. of that it's we're getting back to let's flesh things out and really make mm-hmm. grand like these grand adventures again where you can spend yeah. hours in the casino or hours in the monster arena, like recruiting monsters for this side quest. It's a yeah, huge totally. side quest. It, it, it is literally day, just a, a side quest. quest.
1: Yeah, it, it's, it's really interesting to me that, uh, and obviously this comes down to personal preference, like I'm not trying to oh, take yeah. away anything from anybody who gets any enjoyment out of these games oh, yeah. or whatever, but if you look at like the Elder Scrolls games, like mm-hmm. they never captured me in a way, it, and it's wild that they kind of uh, just present themselves as being this huge like expanding like live in this world like the big kind of appeal to a lot of those games is like get like get caught up in this world go do what you want in this giant sprawling open world Mm -hmm. but those have never felt as like engaging or like immersive as uh hey you're gonna be this cool soldier who can't talk for some reason with a mouse in his pocket and you're gonna go essentially play pokemon with giant golems and it's gonna be great Like, that stuff always appealed to me. Like, whenever you get a little weird with it, like, that's great. And just, I don't know. There's there's something about the Dragon Quest series in particular Mm -hmm. that I've come to really appreciate. That it, since it doesn't really, like, since it knows what it is and doesn't try to be anything Mm -hmm. more or really less than what it is, it can just focus on, like, providing a bunch of good content and providing... Mm -hmm like, that wonderful world and that, like, powerful sense of adventure. Because, like, to be completely honest, like, from what I understand about a lot of the other games in the series, like, the story in these games is absolutely nothing to write home about. But, like, the Mm -hmm. sense of adventure, like, the characters, like, playing them just kind of feels like this warm, comforting hug of, like, you know exactly what you're Mm -hmm. gonna get. And, like, sometimes it might get a little bit dark, but, like, it's still very much like a hero's journey-style story. It's just, you know, you have, like... Oh, you're off to do the thing, and then you think you're going to do the thing, and then bad thing happens, and then you rebuild from there, and then you mm-hmm. win the day. Like, that's just yeah. how those games work. And that's fine. Like, they don't need mm-hmm. to be anything else than that. And they just lean into it, and it's really wonderful, and great, and nice, and happy. The power of friendship
0: will always win in a drive. Right. It doesn't <laughs> matter what ever happens. Power of friendship, man. You'll unite, yeah. and it'll happen.
1: So, totally so just enjoy the ride you know yeah that's 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 pretty that's... much just like what those games come down to it's just just hang out just have a good time enjoy the ride just you know just just go it's fine. and do
0: what you want yeah you know i mean in one of the dragon quest games dragon quest 6 you're flying uh, mode of transportation's a bed because why the why the fuck not it's flying yeah. bed there sure. you go. Great. Awesome. This one? Oh, it's like a rainbow bird. Sweet. Yeah, we'll yeah, go with you wanna, that. You
1: wanna, you, wanna, you wanna turn into a cool rainbow bird? Great. Go nuts. Yeah, why not? Like, <laughs> I don't care. It's just really good. And it 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 kind of takes it makes mm-hmm. me feel a obviously I didn't play like a whole bunch of uh like traditional, like older JRPGs, and it's very hard for me to go back to a lot of them, I think, just because mm-hmm. I did start so late. But yeah, it's uh it, it's playing 11 right now, which has been making me think about eight a whole lot has been really' uh, it's, it's been interesting. It's been kind of making me like nostalgic for something that I never really experienced, but I know that I love..
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I, I really do think that that just comes down to like the amount of time that I loved playing eight and it just makes me like my heart really happy every time mm-hmm. I pick up 11 because it feels like I'm it, it feels like I'm playing eight again for the first time, which is yeah. just so cool. Completely agree. And I love
0: that with 8 did this back on the PS2 genre, the same thing that 11 is doing, like with Switch and PS4, it's showing especially Japanese developers that people in the West like Japanese-style RPGs. Like, we still yes. like turn-based RPGs. We still oh, like yeah. what these games offer. And the fact that this sold so well and Dragon Quest Eleven sold so well... It's like yes, we don't tailor for us. Do what you mm-hmm. guys do
1: well. Yeah, it's just like we want do it awesome, and that's what yeah. we want. We just want what you are giving us. Please, more of it. Yes. Thank you. Yes, in English, we'll... preferably. Yes, because we don't really know other languages over here, man.
0: Because but... let me tell you, <laughs> trying to play through an RPG in Japanese when you don't speak Japanese, it's hard. I bet. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying could never to do, do it that. with Trails of Cold Steel Four and it's a pain in my butt and I'm going <laughs> back and forth. It's like, do I want to play it or do I want to hold out for maybe them re- announcing a release date? I don't know.
1: There was uh, there was a, a t- period of time right before Persona 5 came out. I was like, mm-hmm. maybe I just import Persona 5. And then I immediately was like, no, are you fucking stupid? Why would I ever do that?
0: <laughs> like, well, no. you say that, but <laughs> I imported the special edition of Persona 5 in Japanese with like the bag and the soundtrack from the old persona games and everything like that.
1: Oh no, that's great. That is, that is totally worth it. But in terms of like, just like, um, I just wanted to play the game faster. Like I was like, no, I, that's just going to ruin the whole experience for me. It's like,
0: you see enough to have things spoiled, spoiled, but if you don't know the language, you don't know the context. And in RPGs,
1: context is important, especially with that game. But this (laughs) is not about persona five. So, right. Uh,
0: but yeah, and I don't believe in playing with like a translated spreadsheet of a Google Doc yeah, with I'm not a, all I'm not the dialogue that. boxes. If you yeah. can do it, I, props to you. I mean, yeah. I don't get that skill set. But Yeah, totally. If you and like can, I, I played man.
1: I played Yakuza 0 uh, on PS4 and like that mm. game is not in English. Like it is entirely subtitled. And mm. I was like, this is great. Like I loved yeah. how all the characters sounded. That game fucking incredible. But, oh yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, it, it if I would honestly be more open to that if that's like more accessible. Obviously, you still have to oh, do yeah. the translation work. You just don't have to do the voice acting. It's still yeah. work. But, uh, yeah, I'd still be open on that shit too. But it, it is nice seeing lately that a lot of Japanese devs are more open to like letting their stuff come west and like not being afraid to get weird.
0: Yes, yeah. and I think they're starting to open up a little bit anyway to. Okay, this is we're not sure we could make a bunch of money on it if we dub it over, but we can release it with in the Japanese like dub, yeah, but totally. with subtitles and yeah. I think at the end of the day, and I'm speaking very broadly, but I think overall most fans of the genre would prefer a game with Japanese dub and English subtitles to not getting it at all. <laughs>
1: I I would agree. Oh, you agree. know yeah um but oh, yeah it, it, it does get like it does get weird into like the accessibility argument mm-hmm. over like hearing and like reading and all of that stuff but yeah i, I do think that like a lot of people who are like that die hard core like very much like worldly focused jrpg yeah. fans like then I, I do think that people would be 100 percent fine with that yeah
0: if it's between not having the game at all and having to deal with right. reading subtitles yeah. i think in most cases, a lot of people will choose having it at
1: least. Oh, totally. Totally, totally. totally.
0: In speaking of those people... We, as usual, I put out the call to the interwebs at large for people to send in their favorite memories and thoughts and fond moments of the game we're talking about. And we are going around the web to hear from people about their memories with Dragon Quest VIII. Excellent. So starting with BrainWheeze from the JRPG subreddit, their favorite memory is, I remember playing Dragon Quest VIII as a kid and getting stuck at the part where you visit the black and white world. The name escaped. Fucking,
1: <laughs> Fucking
0: same, dude. Fucking
1: same. I told that story about that boss fight just a little bit ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was severely underleveled and didn't have a save, from, save, bleh, save file before that part. I ended up having to grind a lot, more than I ever have for a JRPG, yet I still look back to that memory quite fondly. Other than that, the part where you visit the cathedral in the sky and also the island of Neos were breathtaking. I remember being amazed at both sites, and they're some of my favorite areas in
1: all of game. Yeah, uh, I definitely, obviously agree with that first part a lot, uh, oh, yeah. but I, I, uh, I completely agree. Like, that game is just gorgeous, uh, mm-hmm. and I, I think it it's, has still aged pretty well, and I think it's mm-hmm. just due to the fact that it is so stylized, it's got that cel-shaded effect to it. Um, but yeah, like, the Isle of Neos was gorgeous. It's still very pretty. It's one of my favorite areas in the whole game. Yeah,
0: it's it's a nice one. There are a lot of really good and unique areas to this game. And like you mentioned, just the stylized aspect and graphic uh, graphics of it have held up. Um, And that's why I just do like an HD remaster. Oh, can (laughs) you imagine? Just just let me play on my Switch. Eh, Just Just make it look like 11.
1: That's fine. Just not on my phone. Just not on my phone.
0: (laughs) I don't. Not nothing against people that play games on their phone I just can't and I don't yeah. it's already on phones Yeah. bring it to Switch Yeah. <laughs> cowards <laughs> tell them tell them I will I'm gonna get my burning pitchforks and ride my That's princess right. horse into Square Enix headquarters and be like
1: hey right, guy we're gonna head right down there and be like hey yeah. yo what's up you got that Dragon Quest 8 yeah like, let's go what's <laughs> up so- want to just you
0: know give it to me okay thanks hey. bye hey, thanks bye and See then i'd later. hop
1: in their giant
0: movable gundam or life-size gundam that they're putting yeah. out there and uh, go yeah. for a ride Do it.
1: <laughs> you, you
0: want the next one uh sure
1: yeah uh this comes from uh Ecole Bussonner, uh from r slash jrpg I played Dragon Quest VIII for the first time as a kid, as I'm sure many others did. I have really fond memories of ordering pizza and sitting down to play it for hours. So I can list out a good, a lot of good memories made during those times. I think my fondest memory is honestly just the experience of seeing Dragon Quest in full 3D. I became a Dragon Quest through Dragon Quest IX on the DS and Dragon Quest VI after it, so I had an established background even as a kid after getting into going into Dragon Quest VIII. Uh, Seeing this franchise I loved rendered in 3D was kind of breathtaking. Seeing familiar NPCs like the bull mask wearing buff guys uh, in 3D, hearing their accents voiced, exploring a familiar Dragon Quest style world that felt so much more real than usual, it was mind blowing to young me. Yeah, that would uh, absolutely just floor me as a kid. Like if this was something that I like grew up with and just like being able to see it in 3D for the first time, like it... I honestly kind of liken it to Playing like Pokemon Stadium For the first time I was like Freaking out because of just like Oh my god they're like so real like it's just Mm -hmm. A really cool thing like to see all of that Stuff in a different way That looks like something you'd never Expect oh yeah it was
0: It was like the jump from Super Mario to Mario 64 I mean Right. right that same Kind of jump and at this point Uh The Dragon Quest series was about 17 years old at this point when it yeah, came out in yeah, japan it's, it's been around for a while so at that point it everything was 2d the playstation 1 version had uh, 3d models for the world but it was still sprite based um mm-hmm. but yeah jumping it was the first realization of nomura's or not Nomura, uh akira toriyama's art like in this 3d the monsters yeah, move yeah. everything like that it was a huge deal and it was done so
1: well so well for it being the first time it opened. yeah they kind of nailed it out the gate which is very commendable
0: oh yeah and i, I gotta I think say i, 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 I think i read ahead.
1: that like level five was working with them on this game yes. and like level five like they did dark cloud too so they like just take whatever yeah. anything that i you can i can just buy from you so like obviously like oh, they yeah. have a lot of experience with stuff like that and like that kind of style so i think that like their support probably lended a whole lot of help and like advice to something like that
0: yeah and rogue galaxy that that's my like level five darling like i love oh man i so good
1: oh man i'm really bummed out because i never got to play it but i was so excited for it and i bought a copy of it when it came out and then my ps2 broke like that night and i never got to play it it's on ps4 shit okay well i guess i'm gonna go buy that later <laughs> yeah it uh as a PSU 2
0: classic it, you can buy it and oh, okay, it has cool, trophies cool. and everything and it's yeah. hd so
1: oh excellent yeah i did buy dark cloud too because of yes. course i did but yes. i didn't know rogue galaxy was on there that's awesome yeah.
0: yes very good game i'm sure it will make its appearance on some per- rpg university sure yeah <laughs> excellent excellent game and i just have to say real quick I love... I also have those memories of just, like, ordering pizza and having, like, a game session. I miss those days, like, as as a teenager. Like, on vacations, like, over Christmas, or, like, summer vacation, just, like, ordering a pizza or something and just plopping down and gaming while, like, your parents were at work or just staying up until, like, 3 a.m.
1: on a... (sighs) Man, so, like, the only... Gaming like pizza memory that I have that is like still strong enough mm-hmm. that I remember it, it's a weird one. Uh, so I'm really into the soul caliber games. Yeah. Yes. Soul caliber two. Was best. Well, whenever soul caliber three came out, mm-hmm. um, I rented it. Cause I wasn't sure if I wanted to buy it. I was also, you know, essentially a child. I didn't yes. really have any money. Yeah. Uh, so I went and rented it. And for some reason, Every time I think of that game, the taste of Papa Murphy's Chicago-style pizza just enters my mouth. Oh, yeah. It's a weird, just, it's interesting how brains work like that. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's that's weird.
0: (laughs) For me, it's once, it was the summer vacation after... Fantasy Star Online for GameCube came out, and I went over to my like every other day or like every day I would go over to my friend George's house, and we would sit, and him, his older brother, and I would do cross or like split-screen multiplayer of Fantasy Star Online, and we Excellent. would make like the Tombstone Pizza had these this barbecue chicken pizza, oh, and we yes. would yes every day we would make like two, and we would just pound those downs while their mom was at work that that's my that, strong that pizza memory very into that i mean adulthood is cool sometimes but i really wish i i just need to win the lottery we
1: need to win the lottery cam yeah that sounds all right let's let's do it well uh right now on this podcast we are committing to winning the lottery <laughs>
0: What, uh, Reb and I actually talked about when she was on here Mm -hmm. is we're going to get the, when McDonald's does their Monopoly gift card thing, I'm going to pull together the Broadway or the, uh, the boardwalk pieces I can from Michigan and you guys do it from out where you are. And then we'll pull our resources to collect enough boardwalk pieces so we can just get like the millions from that way. We'll combine our efforts across
1: state lines. Wonderful. That sounds absolutely great. That's what we're going to uh, do. Then we can use it to fund uh, production of another Golden Sun game, please. Oh, please. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to
0: Reb Valentine's episode on Golden Sun. Yeah. It's very good. It's a good one. And uh, hey, Nintendo and Camelot, make a new Golden Sun, please. Kay, thanks. Thank you. Thanks, bye. Uh, and yes, next we have Warrior Heiress. Aris, excuse me, from the Dragon Quest, Dragon Quest subreddit, they say, hmm, I'd say going 100% full tension for the first time is a fond memory of mine. I love seeing the hero go Super Saiyan. That was pretty cool.
1: That was really cool. I think I only ever did that, like, once or twice. Uh, mm-hmm. Just it, it, uh, going back to me not knowing how games worked. Yeah. Uh Like... Uh, and we'll get into that a little bit later in the show. But uh, yeah, like I, I was just like, this doesn't do damage on this turn. So it's a waste of a turn. The yeah. only status effect that matters is turning their HP to zero, yes. right? Like, and like, that's very much how I tried to brute force my way through that game, which oh, spoiler yeah. alert, you cannot. Um, yeah. But yeah, like I, I did do like the tension stuff a little bit, like by psyching up and like the, the few times where it like the max max, like ceiling of tension was mm-hmm. fucking awesome.
0: And for people that have, may not have played Dragon Quest VIII, Tension was basically the system where you could take a turn and you could buff your stats. And you could do it subs, uh, every turn. So if you do it enough turns, it's, it's Tension rises by five. And then, then if you do it the next turn, your Tension's ten. If you do the next, 20, 50, and then 100, I think, were the steps. But if you get to, like, the full Tension, not only will you completely, like, be on fire, like pink fires, basically going Kaoken, but the character model actually kind of change and with the main character his bandana that he usually wears like flies off and he has full-blown super saiyan spiky hair surrounded by like a pink aura and they just look angry and the main character in this game has a very kind of not lackadaisical but very kind of chill like happy-go-lucky he's just kind of the eyes especially yeah. Reach full tension, you go full-blown, like, Dragon Ball Z eyes. Like, the yeah, very it's, the, it's the slanted, angry. <laughs> it's so cool. And then when you use your attack, it does crazy amounts of damage. Yeah,
1: you just, like, melt whatever you hit. So good. Yeah. But the,
0: the the character model changes was always a really cool aspect.
1: Agreed. 100% agreed. All right, you want me to take this next sure. one here? Alrighty, uh, from uh, Nohemius from the Dragon Quest subreddit, uh, he's actually doing a playthrough of Dragon Quest 8 on his channel, uh, and he linked his channel, I'm not going to read the whole thing yeah, because that's uh, a lot of letters
0: I guess just search Nohemius on YouTube, N-O-H-N-E-M-I-U-S, we'll go with that, I
1: hope that'll link it. Yeah. but Go yeah. for it. Uh, so he says, fondest memories would be trying to get the most effective monster team I can to be able to beat the Jacobian King for the final time. Still didn't succeed though. It just reminds me that I have to go back and beat that guy. I wish you the best of luck, dude. That speed. <laughs> uh, yeah. I. Oh man, that that fight broke me. Oh man. That that is still. I think I. It's hard. It's just hard. It's really hard.
0: It. uh it puts the super and the super boss uh, RPG yeah. archetype. Yeah. It's 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 rough, but it's, it's really so rough. so gratifying when you beat him. Or so oh, I've 100%. been told. I've yeah. never done it. <laughs> right, right. Uh. Faded Overwatch from the Square Enix subreddit says: spoiler. When you go through the Dragovian trials and you find the ring armor, etc. Yeah, this was pretty cool, because if you succeed, you get equipment that changes the appearance of your hero into, like, this dragon scale armor.
1: Yeah, it's really cool looking. I looked it up, because I'm a Mm -hmm. filthy pleb, but, you know. Yeah, no, it it looked rad as hell, and I'm pretty sure it was really good stuff, too. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, by that point, if you beat those, then you don't really need help killing anything in that game, so...
0: It's more of a badge of honor than uh, anything really
1: worthwhile to use, but yeah, at that point, good stuff. Uh, good yeah, stuff. Uh, and then the next one is at Scythe Surge from Twitter. Uh, they gave us a handy little list here. Uh, Mori's Monster Arena, hard agree. That's yep. the best part of the game, in my opinion. Uh, the Dragovian Trials, we've talked a lot about those. Yep. Uh, releasing Imperia, we I. Sort of mentioned that that was mm-hmm. a really cool moment, and I think it was like really heightened from the fact of I was just like, "Holy shit! Did I just do that? Like, did I just pull this off?" Yeah. Uh, but no, like it, it was like this really cool moment, and like that the whole build up to that, like the entire world is like devoid of color except for the Godbird mm-hmm. Imperia, uh, and then like once you beat that, you get the ability to fly in the overworld, and it's really really cool. Uh, Evil Jessica was really cool. Uh, that fight was really neat and I it was the first time I'd ever encountered a game where it's like hey this person that was on your team you have to fight him now and I'm like what Nani? yeah right and that was like after like this really big kind of plot twist where you realize like hey maybe there's another bigger badder guy Uh, and it's just like this Mm -hmm. cool like kicks off this like really like really the dark second half of the game which I thought was this really cool thing yeah Uh, And then reaching Trodane Castle. Um, I thought that was really awesome, especially when it's all like covered in thorns still. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like that just like look of everything just being so decrepit and just like overgrown and just terrifying. Yeah, really is like a really it's a powerful shot in that game. I really enjoyed that a lot.
0: It is. And I mean, your main character, you are a guard from Trodane Castle you were traveling around with the cursed princess and king from Trodane after it was assa- assaulted by the court's jester, Duel Magus, and doing all bunch of stuff. And I would say this is probably 20 or so hours into the game, if not more, before you get back to where you all started from. Yeah, and yeah. And you just see it. It's, like, black and white. It's devoid of color. It's covered in thorns. And you see all the other people that were cursed, like, these wood... They were turned into, like, these plant people that are just, like, yeah. frozen there. It was... It was creepy. Like, it was unsettling. Yeah, it's,
1: it's, it's really neat how these games balance so well. Like, this, like, happy-go-lucky, like, oh, these are, like, kind of... You're just, like, going around. Everybody's, like, these happy anime mm-hmm. characters, and you're going around, and, like, even the slimes are kind of cute, you know? And, like, yeah. oh, these, these are goofy creatures. Then it's like, okay, well, what if uh, this evil jester uh trapped people in stone forever yeah whoa what (laughs) like are you what where did this come from like it's just really neat this escalated quickly yeah i I really like how these games are like oh they're like fine and happy and then there's just this hard stop where it's like okay chill out for a second
0: they just like backhand you with with
1: feels totally yeah and it's not like to the extent of something of like a near but it's yeah. uh, it's definitely enough to it's like oh this is like a pretty like things are bad yeah. like it, it really sets that tone really well because it's it, so different from the rest of the game. It's jarring. and It's like whoa, yeah, whoa. absolutely. I could have sworn I was just being
0: blindfolded and some bunny girl was rubbing slimes on my face. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> God. What? What's going on? Oh boy. Puff puff, <laughs> best best move in the series. Oh shit. Bro. but thank you to everyone who sent in your memories and your uh favorite moments from the game we got a bunch of responses unfortunately we couldn't include them all here but check the show notes and i will have a link to all the subreddit posts where you can go and share your own memories and talk to other fans of the game Perhaps everything we've said so far has gotten has piqued your interest. Perhaps you would like to venture to Trodane Castle yourself, and you're wondering, man, Scott, Cam, where can I get this great game? Well, thank you, hypothetical person listening. I have an answer <laughs> for you. Now, let's say you're a purist and you want a PS2 version. Well, you can still find You or you can still find them brand new online. They will net you between. <laughs> 50 to 60 dollars and you'll and you will probably be able to get a copy with uh complete with the final fantasy 12 demo that was packaged in with this game oh yeah yeah but yeah that will run you 50 to 60 dollars or if that doesn't matter to you if you don't want it brand new and you want to save some money you can find them used between 15 and 30 dollars, depending on the completeness of the package now, if you don't have a PS2 or don't have a way to easily play a PS2 games on your fancy 4K Super HD QLED mamma jamma <laughs> machine, but you have a 3DS still, awesome. Did, and if you stole cams, shame on you.
1: Yeah, please give it back. Send it back. I miss my, Pokemon. I miss my Pokemon a lot. Please.
0: But, yes. We'll we'll put out the APB for cams 3DS I'll just like go around
1: to random cities in the United States, just like <laughs> hanging up a poster of just like my incineror, just like stapling it to it. Have you seen this incineror <laughs> on Wonder Trade? Yeah. <laughs>
0: But you can find new copies... Uh, new copies of the 3DS version of Dragon Quest VIII are starting to become a little rare to find. You can still find them online, though. The physical version will net you between... Or you'll be spending about $45 to $50 for a brand new physical copy. Um, and used physical will net you between 35 and 40 depending on completeness. But you can still purchase it digitally off the Nintendo 3DS eShop. And that will go for 40 still, so...
1: Now, Definitely worth forty dollars oh, for oh, sure. Yeah. Like that game is a steal for forty dollars. Easy. Easy.
0: And I guess you can get it on mobile devices, but I didn't check the prices, so consult your Android or Apple stores. But yeah, don't yeah, don't sure. do that. Just <laughs> do PS do PS two or three DS. Don't don't do mobile. If you have
1: them, like if you just have a phone and you want to play it, that's probably fine. You probably.
0: Know, but... I I won't judge you too much. <laughs>
1: Go with what you feel. Go, you do you. You do you.
0: You, you do, do you, you. Boo Boo. <laughs> you know, I'm not here to judge. If you want to play with your, if you want to play on your phone, go for it. That's you do you. Just play this game. It's worth it. And maybe the more people that buy it, Square will realize people still want to play it and release it on Switch, and then we're all happy. And that's what matters. And then anyway, whoever uh, stole Cam's ds on... will send it because they had a change of heart. And <laughs> you know. Because they had a change of heart because Porky yeah. Pig freed the Phantom Thieves from court. That's right. That's and right. See, that is, I'm bringing this podcast full circle. That is good circle, cyclical damn
1: it. humor. I'm a very, very big fan of cyclical humor. That's uh, by what's the way, uh, Dragon Quest Eight on Android is twenty bucks.
0: There you go. It seems pricey, but there you go. It's twenty bucks. It's still the cheapest option, I suppose, if you don't have a PS. Yep. But let's say you have taken our advice and you've decided to pick up a copy on your preferred platform cam what advice would you give new players jumping into this game for the first time
1: Uh, i think the thing that would have saved me a lot of trouble uh in the mid to late and end game uh definitely is utilizing the tension and psych up mechanics uh don't be afraid to use those uh like i was i was like oh they're just gonna get a free hit that's not worth it uh no if you like psych up you do like exponentially more damage so like a lot of a a decent thing that i see is like some people will like psych up yengis and have their hero character just like heal him to take some hits and then you just like melt bosses like it's it's it they give you all the tools to be like Mm -hmm. prepared and like to effectively use them it's just i don't think it does like a great job of really kind of communicating that stuff very well but use the psych up mechanics as much as you can uh don't it's easy to go overboard with them and like experience a total party wipe don't do that (laughs) uh but you know just like it, it's, it's going to do more damage because my thought process was if you hit them twice, then you're going to be getting in additional damage or it's going to be about the same. But the psych up does more damage than hitting them twice. So do that. That's my advice.
0: Good advice. Good advice. And for myself, and I touched a bit on this earlier, but before investing in uh, your skill point allocations for a character, I highly recommend checking a guide online, especially if you want to really get through any of the post-game stuff, like the Jacobian yes. quests, it's not worth it. It's like, if you're just doing a casual playthrough and you don't really care, then I guess it doesn't matter. But if you want to really play through all of the game, look up a guide, look up builds online, and or just specialize in one, maybe two trees. Mm-hmm. Focus on one with just a couple in maybe a different tree. But really specialize. This isn't a game... Specializing is much more beneficial than trying a little bit of everything. You don't want to be be a master of something, not a jack of all trades. Yeah.
1: Cuz like it, In it, uh, and obviously I didn't think it was an issue then, but it is now where like if you spend a skill point, that skill point is spent. You cannot reallocate your yes. skill points. Like you are you are committing to those deals. There are no refunds. So like knowing a lot of that stuff going in is very beneficial, uh, if, especially if you're wanting mm-hmm. to like make a push for the late game. Otherwise, it's just a living nightmare.
0: Right. Exactly. This was from the before time when games were like, Nah, you made a decision, you're gonna live with it. Yeah. Oh yeah. So <laughs> no reallocating skill points. Nah. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. But yes, <laughs> with those tips and advice, you are well on your way to getting uh, your butt kicked by the Dracovian trials, but slightly less kicked yeah then if you had. maybe just
1: like a little tap with the yeah.
0: foot, yeah yeah you won't have a broken tailbone you 'll just have yeah. a bruised butt, yeah, yeah. Well, that's fine, yeah, I like that, yeah, I like that, <laughs> good analogy, good analogy. We are on to one of my favorite segments of the episode, the monster slash enemy of the week cam. What monster did you select to throw into this monster arena?
1: So this was really hard. Uh, I mentioned earlier in the show, like, <laughs> uh, one of the did things. did you mean that pun? Cause it's kind of, <laughs> uh, I did actually, uh, but <laughs> God, <laughs> I'm cracking myself up with my own joke. Um, I, I this was like really tough to figure out uh, just because so many of the monsters in this game are so iconic and like I feel like the easy answer was anyone in the slime family so I didn't pick it um, so I went I went with a gold golem the gold golem, uh, the gold golem uh, it, it, it was probably the monster that jumped out to me is like oh it was I, I remember the first time I got the gold golem was uh, like for the monster arena thing he joined my team. And that was, like, whenever you did, like, the big golem, like, the, you do the triple golem thing, and it just make this massive, giant rock thing to punch enemies with, and it was rad. Uh, but also, that was, like, the first time where I, like, realized, like, oh, this monster arena thing is really something else, isn't it? So it, like, gave me a deeper appreciation for, like, these characters. And, like, it, it's, it's cool, like, seeing them now in the newer games, where even if I just see pictures mm-hmm. of them, it, like, takes me back to playing that game. And I'm like, oh my god, like, I... It, it's it's really cool. And also, they drop a lot of money. That's good. Yeah, they do. Because they're made of gold. So, gold golem. My boy.
0: There you go. And if you encounter the gold golem, you can look forward to them having 120 HP with 0 MP to worry about. Their attack's pretty high at 152. Their defense rating's at 98 with an agility of 60. If you manage to topple one, you'll net... 54 experience, 726 gold, and if uh, with their drops, uh, their common drop is a gold bracer, and you might get lucky and they might drop the rare gold ring. Their abilities are just a normal attack and a desperate attack. They don't know any spells because they have no MP. And you can find them at Neos, the flying spot south of dr- the Dragon Graveyard, the flying spot southwest of the campsite, west of Argonia
1: in the island west of the lakeside cabin that let me tell you that a uh, that that a uh, desperate attack that the gold yeah. golem makes is no joke yeah <laughs> it is no It'll joke
0: wreck. it hurts it hurts really Well, everybody, that is going to do us for our episode on Dragon Quest 8. Once again, I'd just like to say thank you so much, Cam, for coming by and reminiscing about this fantastic game with me.
1: Yeah, man, thank you so much for having me. Uh, This was really cool. It's fun to get to talk about a game I don't really get to talk about too much. So I I do appreciate the invite.
0: Of course, uh, it was a blast. We had a good time. I would love to have you again. There's tons of games. Yeah, who knows? Absolutely. We can talk about Dark Cloud. Cause you mentioned hell yeah. Uh, but yes, what can, where can people find you online? What do you got cooking over at the new entertainment system podcast? What can people find uh, for you? Uh,
1: so you can find me on Twitter at the candy That's T H E K A M D Y M A N. Uh, I post about pretty much everything that I work on or guest on, uh, on there. So that's really the kind of the best place to keep up with, uh, what I'm doing. Uh, as far as like the new entertainment system podcast goes, uh, we're just kind of recording a bunch of episodes. We do have a couple of cool things coming down the pipeline that we're working on right now. Uh, we're not ready to talk about them yet, but uh, we're pretty excited about them. I uh, hope you guys are too. You can follow that show at the NES pod on Twitter. Uh, and then other than that, I'm really just kind of hanging out, guesting on other people's shows, just getting around the shows, saying hi to people, just playing video games. It's pretty good. Awesome.
0: Awesome. Yes. Yes. Everyone, please give the NES pod a listen and a follow. They do some fantastic stuff over there. Thank you. But but for every one of you who are still listening and you have made it to the end, you have returned the light to the crystals and unlocked a new job class. You can be sure to rate and review us on your preferred podcast service. We'd very much appreciate it. And each rating and review you leave will cause a leaf on the mana tree to bloom and restoring balance and saving the world. If you would like, you can tweet at irrational underscore pod with the hashtag RPGU if you'd like to suggest any RPGs that you think we should talk about and find someone to come on and uh, gush about. So we'd very much appreciate that as well. And you can find us all over at irrationalpassions.com. You can find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash rationalpassions. Twitch and twitch.tv slash irrationalpassions as well. We got lots of good stuff and uh, you can also find us doing an rpg uh, trope talk at pax east we have our very first panel at pax east and i will be moderating it along with a bunch of other people so be sure to stop by and say hi if you're in boston for pax east you'll be there in spirit oh thank you oh thank you thank you very much thank you very much but Thank you once again, everyone, for listening. Take care. Class dismissed.